Hello, everyone. You're listening to the I Go with Ego podcast, bringing you guests with first-hand experience in studying abroad and seizing personalities excelling in the workforce. We want you to own your journey and be the best you can be. Now presenting your host, Ego Kelly Ekakite. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the I Go With Ego podcast. Happy New Month to everybody. Welcome to the month of April. It happens to be our one-year anniversary of the I Go With Ego podcast. And I'm so grateful to everybody, grateful to my team, the wonderful guests we've had, all our listeners out there, and to my very special guest today, Kriti. Kriti, you're welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Um, Thank you for having me. Absolutely, I'm doing great. You know, thank you for honoring my invitation. I I didn't know anyone else to bring on this wonderful uh, celebration, one year anniversary, but to bring you in and you know share your wealth of wisdom to my audience. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. That's truly an honor. I'm so glad that our paths crossed in a very unconventional way. But uh, it's clubhouse. I'm <laughs> thankful. Yes, <laughs> thankful yeah. to have met and thankful to you know share those similar experiences of being and pursuing an international education. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I would like to get to know you. My audience want to know who you are, where you're from, something exciting about you. Yeah, I would love to tell a little bit about myself. So thank you again for having me. Hi, everyone. My name is Kriti Gopal. My pronouns are she, her and hers. I am an international student at the moment. I was born and raised in Bombay or Mumbai, India. And then I came to the US at a very young age uh, to pursue my undergraduate degree. Uh, I'm also the first person in my family to have a chance in you know, going abroad to pursue an education. Uh, and I'm now pursuing my doctoral degree uh, at Indiana University Bloomington in higher education. Uh, and so this is something I just started last year. And so still pretty new to the process, but um, yeah, this is who I am. Congratulations on the doctorate. It's it's so much work to go on from the bachelor's to the to the master's and our doctorate. I know your family is so proud of you, and I'm very proud of you too as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, I must quickly note and say that of course I'm very fortunate to have the support of my family, but I also know that this journey would not have been possible without the support I have received from other people. You know, they say it's very common saying. You know, it takes a village. Yeah, and yeah. it's very, very much true in my experience and can't wait to tell you all more throughout this conversation. <laughs> That's great. I know they would love to hear all about it. Would you want to tell my audience about your journey to America, how you ended up in America? Yeah, really. It was all, you know, a very small dream of taking a chance and seeing if I'm going to be able to apply and be accepted. Uh, so when I, when I, you know, started way back, Um, It's almost a decade now since, you know, I got my undergraduate degree, but um, really took a shot at, you know, trying to see if I'll be able to be successful. And I think my challenges came largely from not having a good understanding of what the education system here in the U.S. looked like. I think the way, well, I should say, at least in my own experience with the way, you know, the college or the schooling system was set up. I didn't have a lot of resources at the time to look outside of, you know, what pursuing an international education would look like. Uh, So I went to this third party, 
I guess, company or organization. Now they're popularly called as educational consultants who essentially do this job. You know, they are in the job of recruiting students to colleges. They help you with the application process. They will tell you how to prepare right from the get-go of, you know, looking at colleges, looking at applications, understanding the finances, writing your statement of purpose. Uh, So yeah, I had, I was fortunate again to have access to one of those. Uh, And I think also because I live, well, my family lives in in the city, so we had access to that easily. Uh, But that didn't come free of cost. We had to pay a fee up front in order to, you know, allow them to help me to understand how I was going to apply. Um, so so it was it was all sort of like a learning at the same time, like applying. A lot of it was happening simultaneously. Uh, and like I said, I just took a shot because I wanted to see, I really had good grades in high school, which I knew would let, land me into a good college or a university. What I didn't know was that would I be able to adjust to the cultural differences. Would I be able to adjust to the cold weather? <laughs> All I knew about America at the time was that, you know, it was very cold. And just the little I knew from like seeing whatever I'd seen in movies. <laughs> now I sound so naive saying all this now that, you know, so many years have passed. But that's the truth. I really took a chance of sorts. And fortunately, in my case, it worked out to where I ended up applying through with the help you know of these consultants yeah. i was able to apply yeah. to a few selected schools uh, and that like narrowed down my process quite a bit in terms of you know what school i was looking for and what degree i wanted to go for and such i think ultimately the choice came down for me personally on the basis of cost because as you may be aware undergraduate ex- education is very expensive expensive yeah and so even if you go like to Uh, the largest state schools, you know, education, obviously you as an international student, you end up paying uh, a lot of money in tuition fees. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's, that's where my selection came down to. It came down to fees and just seeing, you know, the program really had to offer what I was looking for in terms of like the experience that I was wanting to have. Yeah, I agree. You know, it all it always comes down to the funds. You know, the funding, how much you we have to pay for school, and how much the schools are willing to give us. You know, in, in terms of scholarships, and that's the major factor that people uh, you know consider in terms of choosing a school and wanting to school in America. Which is sad though, but it's a reality. So, for someone that wants to come for their undergraduate degree in America, what is the breakdown yeah. of the steps? Yeah, you know. Honestly, now I feel there are a lot more resources than before. And I say this even, I'm sure even when I was trying to apply, I'm sure there were resources. I think I was just very like focused and I was narrowly focused in my search and my research. Uh, So the very first thing I would say is something that's amazing and that, you know, most people have access to today is social media. Mm. And I say that because a lot of people have these resources and you know a lot of their experiences already laid out so if you were to just go into like a search engine and say study abroad experiences international student experiences you are going to see a list of resources that come up so i guess that would be the first step that i would suggest for any student if you are interested in going to a country just put it out just think of the words that come to your mind when you want to you know study abroad and pertaining to your search just put it out on the search engine to see what comes up 
And then I would say use the resources that you have. You may think <laughs> this is this is again from my experience. You know, you may think like you don't have enough, but the reality is the whole world is actually in your palm. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about how you harness that resource that you have in your hand. And by that I mean either the cell phone or a tablet or a laptop and the connect that it has to the internet. Obviously it brings you, you know, closer to the world. And so keeping that in mind, you know, start looking for groups or resources that might be more specific to your own country. Of course this is not like the most traditional way, but if you're just very ahead and i would recommend that you do this ahead of time even if you are going to you know go abroad say in one year there's there's no such time as perfect time you can always do the research and then change your mind if things don't work out sure in order for you to be able to even get to that process you have to do the work honestly and so it's good to always do the research always be ahead think ahead you know connect with people that is how you're going to learn you might make mistakes you may not know everything but the more you become vulnerable or the more you are open in telling your story and how you say that to other people that is how your connection is going to grow i think that is the one biggest thing that i've learned from my experiences so far uh, but i guess coming to more like the technical points right so i would say think about like schools that you are interested in as well if if you're going into a particular field there may be something that you already know right like say for example a certain school is very good in the sciences or a certain school is very good in the liberal arts program that they have to offer so think of those things and then try to say try to even search like best programs in the US or best programs in the UK with you know the 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 college names you don't have to know all the names but if you just say best school or best colleges Google will produce that list for you which is so amazing and then from there you you can you know pick and choose uh, and you can like uh, make a make a separate list of what school you're very interested in uh, and then just look through a lot of times these universities have the information on their website which is what is so amazing so even before you get to the point of actually talking to someone specific there may be information that you can gather just by looking and browsing and i think that would be the very first step Uh, that I would recommend to anybody that just says hey i'm interested in studying abroad like how do i do this <laughs> research research and research <laughs> absolutely you know it's uh, and it, and it's the reason why we do this you know when we came things were not this easy but now we have so many people like yourself you know to tell people hey this what you do and i feel it's uh, it's going to be a good thing for people nowadays to make to have to make it easier for them to search for for schools well yeah. you said my friend kriti we'll go on a short break now when we come back kriti will tell us all about the way forward and uh, what the future holds for her we'll be right back Hi everybody, welcome back from the short break. We still have my good friend here Kriti. So Kriti, I know you are a multilingual person and and that's super cool, you know. I, I wish I can speak three languages, but they're all indigenous Nigerian languages as well. So, what languages do you speak and do you want to say a word in the three of them? Yeah, I would love to. Thank you. Yeah. So, it's actually very common for somebody that comes from India to speak more than one language, especially if they grew up there. Yeah. Uh but irrespective of, you know, wherever they grew up because typically you'll speak a language at home and then there's a language that you will speak nationally which is hindi uh, and most schools also have english depending on you know where you attend and what school you attend yeah. uh, so that is how 
I speak at home I speak a language at home which is my mother tongue Tamil and then I speak Hindi which was a second language that I had to pick up at school uh, most of the instruction at school also happened in English <laughs> but then we also had to pick a second language so I ended up speaking Marathi which is a very common language in in Bombay so most people from Bombay would tell you that they speak those languages so I guess I'll say um, hello and welcome which is very common you might know this already it's namaste we usually like join our hands and we like say namaste <laughs> so it's very contextual too so you can say namaste as you're greeting people in or welcoming them to your house but sometimes we also say namaste when somebody is leaving leaving your house like if a guest is leaving or uh, you know if somebody's like leaving the meeting or something very traditionally we would say namaste so it's just like honoring the person that is in front of you as well and that is where we put our hands together so we, yeah that's a quick something yeah tell me about you though what languages do you speak well i speak um, three languages indigenous languages in nigeria i speak robo mm-hmm. i speak isoko and i speak uh, ishakiri so there are three languages in the south my awesome. mom my dad's and my grandma so pretty cool too <laughs> yeah tell me something in your language <laughs> mavo mavo means how are you how are you okay how are you yeah yeah That's lovely cool. thank you well so what are the steps for students still who want to come here to study masters yeah so i know for most masters programs they do require that you have the gre yeah and depending on business programs they might even require that you have the gmat so in terms of preparation <laughs> while you're still looking for the names of the schools that you're wanting to attend you probably want to look at you probably want to look specifically at the admission requirements because uh, each school is slightly different while most of the schools will tell you you know the application application fee statement of purpose resume they are going to ask for those gre scores or even toefl scores in some instances if you don't have your undergrad uh, from the us uh, because there are these language requirements that you have to meet so those are things i would say early on as you're looking at the university names simultaneously look at that as well because well if anything the last year has been a good uh you know teacher in how we need to prepare ahead and how we need to be more conscious of where we are investing our time and energy and so if you do need to prepare for those exams you might also need you know additional help or you might need additional coaching to prepare for the GRE or the TOEFL yeah. uh and then you have to also appear for them right before you submit your application because you need those scores as a part of your application uh so i would definitely recommend looking into those as well and again you can always prepare ahead of time even if you're not applying in the upcoming year i think the GRE scores are good for 5 years i could be wrong don't quote me but i'm i'm guessing they are So if that's the case then then that's one thing that you've already gotten out that you can tick in the list of things to do. Uh so that might be a smart way to you know start preparing ahead for your uh journey in applying. The next thing is finances, right? Like we had discussed in the very beginning, um international education only keeps getting expensive. And not just international education, I think college in general keeps getting very expensive. And so with that even though you may be fortunate to get a scholarship you are going to have expenses like that of your living the food that you're going to eat and that can also vary drastically depending on where you choose to go to school 
uh, I didn't go to California, but that's one of the main reasons why. Because even though the fee structure was very similar, it was a little bit higher, but in that same range, the living expenses were drastically different. Yeah. Uh, and that is true for any place. You know, if you're going to go to a school that is in the downtown area of like a city or even a major city, then the living expenses are going to be very difficult or higher. Yeah. Uh, so you want to think about those things too. And again, that's why I said earlier that if you do connect with resources through social media, oftentimes you will find students who are in these programs that you might want to go to as well. And that is where you can find that one-to-one peer support because essentially these students will exactly tell you what they did. And it's almost like you can learn from their living experiences to what you shouldn't do. And that might be a great teacher as well. And not only that, but you will, you might also end up making good friends before you even go to that place. And so once you're there, you can also like fight that feeling of uh, homesickness or even feeling lonely. I think something that's not discussed quite a bit are the cultural challenges and the differences that also exist uh, that, are, that are also very much a part of that international experience of moving to a foreign country, right? So how do you, how do you handle the stress of academics and all this pressure of wanting to do well in a new country while also making sure that you have the sense of community that you do need uh, to thrive and make the most. So I guess if I have to pick top three, top three points or summarize that into top three, I would say definitely look at all the application requirements and then make sure that you have at least a sense of, you know, how your finances are situated in terms of your living expense, in terms of your tuition expenses. Uh, And then the third thing is mostly, you know, your sense of community. How are you going to do that for you so that when your family is not with you, you still have people around you that are going to, you know, be supportive of you and help you make the most out of your experience. I agree totally. Yeah. Yeah, because it's hard. It's hard, you know, coming to a new place, not knowing nobody and, you know, different culture, different people, different weather, different food. The food is food is yes the food so <laughs> yes oh that's that's very true yeah that is something i didn't touch on but the food is yes a big part of you know what is going to change for you yeah i mean there are places where you know you might be able to find things from your country but it may not be exactly the same true. so I'm actually so glad that you brought that up so you need to think about that as well i agree all right, I know you're currently doing your doctorate degree, like you said, and you're passionate about higher education. Would you want to talk about the importance of higher education today? Yeah, I think for me, honestly, the one reason why I, you know, stuck out. So I'll tell you a little bit about my career. I did communication in my undergraduate degree. I wanted to be a journalist. Uh, and very quickly, I found out that, you know, anywhere around the world, if I had to be a journalist, I had to have that very like advanced level of training. And that was going to take a few years for me to work on. Uh, so I actually changed my path. And as soon as I got here on campus, the one thing that I did was networking. <laughs> and it wasn't easy to do at all, you know, because how do you how do you go on a college campus without knowing a lot of people? How do you actually talk to people and tell them who you are? And why should they hear your story anyway? Because you're just another college student, so it doesn't actually matter. But what I did <laughs> was that, and it took it took a lot of practice. It took also a lot of learning in the process to understand that, okay, this was a tactic that I applied, it didn't work. 
I'm going to apply a different tactic. And I kept trying. I think that is what got me into the system and got me into where I am today. Uh, so all through my undergrad, I gained a lot of experience working in different offices on a college campus. Mm-hmm. And that eventually many years later translated into my interest in higher education because I saw students just like me who came to a college campus and they would struggle in terms of making that connection because you know how universities are set up here. They're typically very focused on, you know, advising uh, or helping students just get situated into the semester. But a lot of that cultural adjustment, you know, is not actually supported or sometimes it is supported, but it gets lost in the process of where the student also is in terms of how well they can adapt to those changing situations. Uh, and I think that is why I still want to be in higher ed. I want to be somebody that can one day be an advocate for other international students because I know that that journey is not easy and it takes so much for a student to leave everything behind in the pursuit of you know wanting to complete their educational dream uh, or in many instances as students may say you know the American dream of wanting to you know pursue an education wanting to do better than what you already have with within your family. Uh, and I think the importance of higher education, I think, is huge, but it's very undervalued. I think people don't actually realize how much you can do with a degree. A lot of it is just lost in the translation of, you know, wanting to get past college, wanting to get a job and be done. But I don't think that's where it ends. I think as a college student, I think you can always be a lifelong learner, whether that is, you know, applying those skills in your job or even just in the daily conversations and daily life that you're living. Uh, and so that is that is also something that I'm very like conscious of, but I'm also like learning that. Uh, and that is what I want to do, I think, going forward in my doctoral journey. I not only want to be an advocate and help in, you know, telling the stories that international students live beyond the scope of, you know, who they are and what they bring. Uh, because I think there are still a lot of assumptions about, you know, international students in general. Uh, the largest one being that they are a monolithic group and they are not. And so that is something that I'm very, very passionate about. And you'll oftentimes find me advocating for those issues around campus. Thank you so much. Before I let you go, what you, would you want to tell anyone who wants to follow the same path you followed, you know, or, and how can they reach you? You know, they say that my my dad actually always tells me this. The sky is not your limit, actually. The sky is, you know, is of course in your limit, but you can go much more higher than that. You have the universe and that's what you should be aiming for. You should be aiming for higher than the sky. And it's not an easy journey, but as you trust and believe in yourself um, and, you know, you, you know that this is what you want, you're going to be you're going to be fine and you are going to get it you just have to believe and you have to be very open to learning don't ever let the world tell you and this is for anybody that is you know aspiring or wanting to you know go abroad from wherever they are in trying to pursue an educational journey do not ever fall short or sell yourself short in thinking that you don't have the skill to or you don't have anything new to offer because you do and believe in that and trust that. And as long as you keep keep an open mindset with wherever you're going and with whatever you're doing, and by that I mean willing to ask questions, willing to accept your defeat, 
willing to learn from those mistakes mm-hmm. helping others mm-hmm. it's not a race i think a lot of times even i have been taught and conditioned to think that it's a rat race it really is not a race at all it's unfortunate that from a very young age we fall into that system and being conditioned that we have to fight against the others we don't <laughs> and as long as we all work together it's going to work out but the, that all starts with with yourself so you have to believe and you just have to keep going and keep fighting and keep asking yeah that's my biggest advice always thank you thank you thank you i think it's uh, we all need to hear that the reminder that it's not just a rat race and we are in this together together mm-hmm. is the most important mm-hmm. thing because no man is an island no woman is an island everyone we need to work together to, to achieve success so to end on a light note if you could swim with the dolphins mm-hmm. or skydiving which would you pick Oh, that's a tough one. Mm. I do I do have a very big heart for wildlife. Okay. So it's okay. definitely going to be the dolphins. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see, but I I don't know, that's very difficult. I think skydiving is also pretty exciting because you can see I guess the dolphins from the top. Right. <laughs> I'm very scared. But I pick the dolphins. <laughs> oh, I, I agree. I will pick the dolphins too myself because heights. I'm scared of heights. No. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kriti. You see why I brought her in here. She's a vast wealth of resource. She's a good person. She is someone that's willing to help people at all times when you reach out to her. So thank you for being my guest. Thank you for being our special guest in this our one year anniversary. It is. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to the team, and we're super grateful. Thank you so much. And yeah, the, that's the last thing I would also say. I'm more than happy to chat with you if you need the help. I'm happy to tell you. I've I've told you that I've gone enough through college here. Uh but the one thing is again, I'm not an expert, but I do know this. So the way it has worked for me, it may not work for you, but I can definitely help you with resources that will equip you to find your path. So I'm happy to chat with anyone. that is looking for that help and thank you so much again for having me absolutely all right everybody thank you so much don't forget the covid is still out there please social distance please wear your mask when it's your turn to get the vaccine please get the vaccine cuz i will be the first on the line when it's my turn to get the vaccine social distance and them um, thank you for listening i'll see you all another time have a wonderful time <laughs>